0: <laughs> back.
1: (laughs) We'll be right back. Back, guys, to our newest episode of Mangled Movie Pad. (laughs) (laughs) Mangled Movie Bad? I said pod, but in a weird accent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice cover. Mangled Movie Pad.
0: (laughs) Pad.
2: I'm Tim. I'm Ryan. And I'm actually not in a bad mood. I'm in a good mood because. Finally, get to talk
1: some horror movies. Yeah, and this is your first time watching through this wolf all the way through, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, n- or no. seeing it at all?
2: No, this is the first time I've seen it at all. Halloween, I've seen bits and parts. This okay, was my okay. first hundred percent, completely through. I know I'm disgraceful that I haven't seen it till yesterday.
1: Before talking about it, overall, did you enjoy it?
2: It was a lot slower than I
1: expected it to be. Yeah, but it's a different kind of movie than the others. But it,
2: yeah, it's it's finding its footing as like a true slasher film. Which it has its kills, but it doesn't have its uh its tension, I don't think.
1: Yeah, and the kills... I mean, the kills obviously get more absurd as the series goes on. Right. But, you know... Right. It wasn't necessarily about, like, the grandiosity of the kills. No, it's about the, the, adventure and Ex- the adventure. And racist depictions
2: of Native Americans portrayed exactly. by Steve Gutenberg lookalikes. <laughs> and
1: his portrayal of what youth rebellion looks like against stupid cops. <laughs> that cop was... It's somewhere between a good and a bad actor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if it was like, I couldn't tell if he was a bad actor or if he was genuinely just trying to give off like an I don't half know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, Which scares me more because he's the cop. Yeah.
2: <laughs> of course, we're talking about our first movie of the month of Horrors Big Four, Friday the 13th.
0: You one oh. two You're doomed. You're doomed. three One. 2 Three. We were just messing
1: with you. Five, Dave, oh,
0: Dave. six, must be my imagination.
1: Oh yeah,
2: Ryan, wearing a very nice hoodie for.
1: I am. I'm wearing my blue uh, hundreds collab with uh, 13th. It's oh. got a big Jason on the back. Of it. You got <laughs> a big Jason. On big the Jason. Back. Big boy Jason. <laughs> Who, speaking of which, isn't even really in this movie.
2: No, he's not in this movie. That we we see him, but he's still just a young, fragile pre anchor arms. And
1: his name isn't even mentioned until the end of the movie.
2: But it's fun. It's probably so. We started with this one because we wanted to do Halloween on Halloween. Friday the Thirteenth is probably the most memorable horror movie of all time, franchise.
1: Yeah, I guess in terms of That's like in the minds of the that you youth. think of, yeah,
2: Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street probably make a close second. But I would say I think pro- Friday the Thirteenth edges like... out on notability on memory association with what killers, people might not think Friday the 13th, but when they think of horror movie killers they think Jason Voorhees. Oh
1: yeah, it's one of those series that even if you're not a fan of horror at all, that have no familiarity with the genre or any you know, mainstay series within within the genre Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th is one of those along with like Halloween and uh, Freddy and all those guys like they, it's so memorable that everybody knows who he is you could just like honestly like, just The hockey mask itself is synonymous with Jason now. Mm -hmm. Synonymous. Synonymous. There you go. Big words. Big words from Ryan. Big words from Big Ryan. I'll punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: okay.
2: (laughs) I like that. That was genuine. I feel threatened.
1: (laughs) I genuinely feel threatened. (laughs) How did you get that through?
2: (laughs) From the threat. <laughs> from the threat. So you watched this uh, just a couple... Like, you just came back from watching this. How many times do you think you've seen this movie? Uh, that was,
1: tonight was probably my fourth time. And I actually watched the uncut version tonight because I'd never seen it before. Oh, okay. Which didn't really add much to it. It was more of just like it added longer gore scenes and stuff like that. Okay. And some remastering, I think, here and there. Sure. Okay. that makes
2: That sounds good. That sounds like fun. I watched the regular version because I... treeper, and I didn't know what the addition, the extra additions, the uncuts they add. Yeah, they're just just, prolonged scenes. Yeah, that are gory. You know,
0: (laughs) a
1: lot of the scenes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, A lot of the scenes that were cut were so that it wouldn't get an X rating. All right, do movies don't do movies get X ratings? Because I feel like if they did, it would be a big deal. There's movies that have gotten X ratings. Yeah. No,
2: yeah, I know that they've gotten X ratings, but do they get them anymore? Do we?
1: You, uh, are we? The only one I can think about within recent years is like the Serbian film. Years. Okay, which I think I'm pretty. Uh, if that didn't get an X rating, I'd be concerned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rated R R R. Holy R, R yeah. <laughs> do not
2: bring your grandmother to this, <laughs> <laughs> or your or your newborn child. Oh God. <laughs> Or do too soon? Whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, too soon. Do you think anybody? That kid's act- like ten. Do you think anybody actually made that mistake well, a newborn movie, child to an X-rated film? I don't think, it was, they I don't don't think don't... it was ever in the theaters.
2: I don't think it was either. But I don't. You know, there's... but I
1: don't know where it premiered. I don't know if it, premiered, if it premiered in Serbia or.
2: What's the deal? Is it just body horror and like fucking eyes for? an hour and a half? Is it just that? Or is there any sort of tastefulness to it?
1: It's a guy that gets thrown into like the underground porn world but he gets thrown into like hardcore like extreme porn where like there's like rape and uh... <coughs> Like snuff. Yeah, like snuff shit and there's baby stuff which i'm not going to go into yeah. i've never seen the movie also, and i will wall, never watch the, it the
2: wallace profits guy was there probably he's probably directing it
1: yeah he probably uh, you know volunteered Ugh. as a, to be an extra oh no how did i end up in this oh, no. baby
2: <laughs> yeah fuck that
1: guy <laughs> seriously i hope he fucking rots in jail i think they found didn't wasn't he in the news recently probably like a cell phone up his ass up his ass yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which you still like using a- to contact women outside <laughs> of jail, dude. This guy needs to be put down. You were in jail for life. You, why are you still contacting people about fucking their babies? <laughs> like, rise and grind. So fucked up.
2: Uh, I, oh yeah, because I took. I, now I'm thinking of rising grind as a literal sense, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not having fun with it. I'm not, right. I put myself in a dark place. I'm I put myself now. in a dark place. Let's put ourselves in a dark, but somehow brighter place. Talking oh, about I'm movies where uh, teens get killed by a girl. Makes me so happy.
1: Who <laughs> most people
2: think is a dude if they haven't seen it.
1: So, well, most of the scenes that are shot around is not actually. Like, all the arm scenes that you see of her just like. Right, just but if you go around,
2: in knowing Jason and knowing Friday the 13th, but never seeing it in oh, the yeah, movie. You're be probably going to assume it's Jason. Yeah, yeah. Which they do a really good job of. Uh, of like hiding that I've never noticed that like yeah they hide that
1: one of the great things about this movie that I love is it's not about like anybody really witnessing any of the kills because all the kills happen when everybody's you know gone and alone and by themselves uh, it's about like finding coming upon the bodies like finding those bodies that would causes like their fear and not knowing what the fuck is going on like. right
2: yeah 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 that's enough preamble for this movie yeah i don't have anything else to add literally let's get the fuck into it all right here we go and rolling sound quiet here we go ready speed speed seven. ready
0: and starting right on the lens ready okay. and and
2: action this movie was directed by sean cunningham
1: Sean S. Cunningham.
2: Sean S. Cunningham. (laughs) Cunningham. (laughs) Sorry. That was an actual... Sean S. Cunningham. (laughs) That was an actual fuck up. I'm sorry. So this guy has directed a lot of movies that are horror movies. Horror movies, right? Horror. (laughs) Uh, His most famous is Friday the 13th, Yeah. but he did do... The reboot in 2009. He did do Jason X in 2001. He yep. did do Freddy vs. Jason, the crossover film, in 2003. He also did, uh, he was the producer on House and House 2, which I believe are adaptations of the Japanese film.
1: He worked as a producer on the original Last House on the Left. Did he really? Yeah, and he was also the direct. director. No. I think he was the producer for the remake as well. Yeah, in two thousand nine, the remake. Oh wow!
2: Oh wait, of oh wow, there was a remake of Friday the Thirteenth and Last House on the Left, both in two thousand nine. Yeah, wow. Uh, these are all producer roles.
1: Yeah, he's worked mainly as a producer. Mm-hmm.
2: The, the reason we talk about his producer roles is because his director roles are Friday the Thirteenth and maybe fifteen other things.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really have many other huge like works that he's done that he's done besides Friday the Thirteenth in terms of like his familiarity Mm -hmm. he's worked on mainly horror movies but mainly as a producer as well yep so he actually only even made friday the 13th as like a money grab because he he took the name first like friday the 13th and based it like all off of that like he knew that like it would be huge just based off of the name
2: yeah that's weird because betsy Palmer basically acted this as a cash grab too yeah There are a bunch of writing credits to this, uh, one of which we're going to talk about first because we want to put a spotlight on the uncredited folks, is Ron Kurtz. Ron Kurtz did the first one, part two, part three, the final chapter. Uh, He did uh, the short for Jason versus Leatherface and Jason versus Michael. Oh, nice. Uh, He did an unfortunate Friday the 13th, which was a short which he was responsible for the characters for, and he did all four parts to that. Uh, he also was in. Uh, he was involved in writing uh, movies like King Frat and Eyes of a Stranger, as well as Off the Wall in 1983.
1: That's a lot of work for one franchise.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, but other than that, he he's he's a lot. He's he's important. Yeah. <laughs> in in he's important. The first four parts of Friday the Thirteenth, which people say usually after part three is when it starts to get bad. I think yeah. after the final chapter. Yeah. It's I would probably, say probably good to say that's a stopping point, even though I haven't seen anything after this one. Yeah, probably say final chapter. Final chapter
1: is the fourth movie. There are ten movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably where I cut it off. Is it four? But yeah.
2: um, I haven't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak to anything else. I I can speak to t- Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. Like fun, dumb, gimmick movies. But you love but those don't kinds don't of movies. So of seriously. course, those are the ones you would see first. <laughs> don't put them up there with Friday the Thirteenth as like. It's like a different kind of, uh, it's a different vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it evolved into like a, Gremlins and Gremlins too, very different movies. If you called them two different things, people would probably assume they were two different see, things. Like if they the didn't movies, see the Gremlins,
1: the movies came out like the movie came out in the eighties, and like you know the eighties spanned some great like They're sequels like, to it, then the nineties got hold of it.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> it was like, of, it's like, hey, wait, well, let's
1: fuck this shit
2: up. The other writer, the the chief writer, Victor Miller. He is a man. <laughs> he is a man that
1: <laughs> is involved in this film
2: that, that we're talking about right now. So he is most famous for writing "All My Children" from 1987
1: to 2006 on ABC. Yes. He also did "Jason Xmas" right in the 13th. Oh, dude, I love I love that. I love that he did the first one and he, oh,
2: he actually was a writer. He did a bunch of them: two, three, four, five, six,
1: seven, eight. What? There was a TV miniseries called "Jason Xmas." <laughs> what that apparently aired from like 2014 2017 there are a lot why does jason
2: get paired up in all these cool ass like
1: dream battles because jason's become a character that you can literally do anything with especially in the horror franchise like genre just take him with any other character at least a mainstay like (laughs) slasher serial killer and you can do anything
2: yeah jason tricked by Freddy to going to the sawyer house and then he fights leatherface and then jason versus michael Michael and Jason begin offing all their previous survivors. Tommy Jarvis and Jamie Lloyd try to set up a trap to stop both of them. That's so
1: cool. Most of what this guy has worked on has been the Friday the 13th franchise. Yes. In terms of his writing credits. Yes.
2: There's a 2015 version, too. Yeah. Michael and Jason fight against each other over using water bending skills? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck,
1: Jason, the last airbender.
2: (laughs) As one user review, four out of ten. Same as
1: usual. Warning: spoilers. Dude, can you imagine Jason and Freddy doing like airbending and waterbending? Yeah, well, I'm gonna look
2: this the fuck up. There's a 2015 (laughs) version of it. Fuck, dude, this has got to be some like student project or something. How do you guys get the rights to make one shit movie?
1: I don't know. I mean, if they talk to the writer. Of the movie, <laughs>
2: but I feel like those would be not two that would be just easy to grab, yeah, oh, the full movie is on
1: oh wait, oh, it's a fan film, yeah, that's what I figured, yeah, there's no way that would be like a blockbuster like like anybody would put any money into that. Where's the water bending? It's probably shot on like a GoPro. <laughs> no, it actually looks like it's shot pretty well, really,
2: yeah. Oh no!
1: Oh. Is it everything you hope for? Is Lens I hope flare for?
2: punches. Yes. Nice. Oh my god. Oh no, this is bad. No, this is bad now. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing the resolution change between shots. Oh, uh, Okay. Michael just choked out Jason. Did he kill nice. him? Who wins? Dude, Who wins? Neither the... of them can die. When's the water? You can't betting?
1: win when neither of them dies. Uh, looks like Michael won. Wait, wait.
2: There's Jason's hand. <laughs> There's Jason. Nobody no, the, wins. All the listeners these, can't see this. <laughs> all these fights are ambiguous, and I hate it. Pick a fucking winner. Yeah. There's a new one. 2019. It's 30 minutes long. You can't to pick
1: Ted. a winner when it comes against two immortal serial killers.
2: Is uh, is Michael immortal? Uh, I'm not necessarily, Jason, but kind of portray him as such. You know how many I times Michael's it.
1: been shot? <laughs> the
2: Halloween 2 scene where the street <laughs> yeah. trader gets hit by the
0: car and the
1: fucking <laughs> ambulance explodes. Best li- part of that. He's been shot in the chest multiple times. He's been uh-huh. shot in the head. Even in the most recent movie, he got left in a burning down house.
2: He's fine. Exactly. It's a flesh wound.
1: Exactly. So he must have some supernatural thing working. It's just... I- I don't even think it's supernatural. I think he's just so filled with literal evil and hate. I think it's... The, it fuels him. <laughs> I think he has a flame retardant jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a man. Where would he... No, because he took it off of... No, because he took it off of a mechanic. He killed the mechanic and took it off. Well,
2: the mechanic... Hit. Well, you know what? Fire safety.
1: Fire safety.
2: Is Michael's number
1: one priority. I'm pretty sure that that movie, what came out in the 70s, they were not too keen on fire safety. No, you're
2: right. They were using tanning oil. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Here, put on this shoe made of asbestos. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the asbestos kept the flames away. Maybe. Maybe that's what drove them crazy. Maybe all we have to do is blame it on asbestos. Yeah. That's all the movie was about, it was a 70s horror movie about how it's asbestos. An old house. can house. You know? Ruin your brain. That's why he kept... Forced you to kill your family.
2: That's why the walls kept getting busted so he could release the asbestos. All right, we're on the air.
1: wrong killer now. <laughs> All right.
2: Oh, fuck. We're talking about Friday the 13th. Exactly. All right. Victor Miller <laughs> is Friday the 13th. He's still working on things. He's Friday the 13th
1: on... would not be what it would become without yeah. Sean Cunningham, Victor, and Tom Savini. We'll what? See. Like, the whole... uh the whole snake scene in the cabin that was Tom Savini's idea yeah
2: that was it cuz he had uh he had that spook yeah that's we'll talk about that snake scene is, when we get there uh there wasn't any PETA back then <laughs> no there also was no budget back then yeah. <laughs> this movie not only was produced by Sean Cunningham but was also produced by Alvin Geiler who only executive produced uh Friday the 13th, and then did nothing else. Mm-hmm. And Steve Miner, who worked on uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 as well, he did do an episode of Psych. He actually did the Derby episode of Psych with the horse racers. Oh, nice. He he uh, he was the director of that episode, I think. He did uh, House in 1985. He did Friday the 13th Part 3. He directed Soul Man, and he also did Halloween H20. Oh, and Lake Placid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, amongst a bunch of other things he did. Day of the Dead. A video, Day of the Dead. Uh, and then a bunch of... He's done plenty of television in the past decade. Dead of Summer, Chasing Life, Switch to Birth. Yeah. Stitchers.
1: Stitchers.
2: An episode of The Gates. So, he's uh, he's still around. He's currently on a project called The Exorcism at Lincoln High. Which sounds interesting.
1: That sounds like a teenage drama horror.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When a group of high school students put a curse on an unsuspecting misfit. <laughs> that's,
1: it just they, sounds like bullying now.
2: They cause her to become possessed by a demon and find a way to exercise it. And they must find a Ooh. Nice, nice pop shot. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about a little bit about Tom Savini. Because he, as an effects person is crucial to not only this movie, but just the genre as a whole. He is, he's known as the godfather of gore for
1: a reason. He was one of the first, I think he was the first, if not one of the first people that they brought on to the, uh, not the cast, but just like the work crew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's Tom Savini's assistant, actually, the, the one that does most of the hand shots for Jason, or I guess not, uh, Betsy Palmer, throughout the movie. So whenever you see, like, you know, just a, like a hand in the bushes, like, pulling it away to look at the counselors it's usually tom savini's assistant
2: yeah he what what do you uh, let me ask you this tom savini movie or tom savini uh kill which one is your favorite like what is your favorite if you have one like do i have w- a
1: favorite tom savini kill
2: do you have its favorite tom savini like moment oh man like something from a movie he was heavily involved with that you're just like yeah they did that good
1: <laughs> that's hard to choose it is hard to choose. It would probably be from my favorite, like special effects from him is probably just Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, because I love like the, the cheesy kind of like crappy but still like kind of cool looking zombie face makeup that he did. Yeah, for
2: the spear through the throat is really good and a unique kill.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a great uh, classic Friday the Thirteenth kill.
2: Yeah, that's definitely the most memorable one. Yeah because they used the environment to kill him.
1: Especially with the mess-up. Yeah. Which we'll talk about when we talk about the kill.
2: Yeah, the mess-up slash
1: enhancement, according to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, do you want to get into the cast?
2: Yeah, let's talk about some cast. (laughs) So, for this, we are going to talk about Mrs. Voorhees. We're going to talk about... Annie, and then we're going to talk about the six campers actually there.
1: They never got to try Annie's grub, man. No, man. They were left hungry.
2: Yeah. This all happens. She was left without a throat. In a night. (laughs) Yes. They didn't
1: even get to experience anything at that camp. Like, they were there for a night. So we begin with our killer, Betsy Palmer, plays Mrs. Voorhees. She does a great job of, like, even though she's only in the movie really for, like, the last, like, half an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. She does a great job with kind of portraying that, like faking the it's like she almost like portrays like she's she's at first she's trying to seem like sympathetic. Like, oh, all these people are dead, like, you know, whatever. but she's so good at, like, portraying that, like, I don't really give a shit, but I'm pretending that, like, I actually give a shit because I'm the one who killed these people.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she was born in 1926 in East Chicago, Indiana, and died in 2015 at 88. And she got her career started in 1951 in a TV series known as Martinsville, USA. And she had steady work all through the 50s. Then it cuts off at nineteen, basically 1960s and 70s. Yeah, She's not doing anything. She had one role in 68 and another role in 72. And then we don't see her again until 1980, where she plays Mrs. Voorhees, and then she's back to work. Not as frequent as it was in the 50s, but still.
1: And this is when you actually start to see her. I mean, she doesn't – still throughout her career, she doesn't really do much with horror besides Friday the 13th and a couple other movies. But she definitely becomes like a horror icon.
0: Definitely. And I think
1: that's probably what maybe kind of convinced – because she only did this movie to kind of make some money because she hadn't been acting for a
0: while.
2: Yeah. She called the script a piece of shit, and the only reason that she did it was so she could basically get a car out of it. Yeah. She's she's going to buy a car. So she did this movie and and it ended up being the – Thing she was remembered for you know most. what
1: I, I love about her is that there's a whenever fans come up to her and ask her about jason she or like ask them or like anything about like the other movies because she dies in the first movie yeah she she just tells them like oh what are you talking about like my son jason like drowned like yeah <laughs> because she never got to see him come back as a killer so yeah. it was like <laughs> yeah
2: she was in part two as uh the disembodied head of mrs Morris. I actually
1: don't know. It's just her severed head. Oh, okay. On a table. That's nice. In Jason's cabin in the middle of nowhere. That he yeah. kind of? Well, it's more of a shack. Shack, like a handbuilt shack. Killer shack.
2: Yeah. She did a bunch of like shows in the and te- in '80s television that were very recognizable, like T.J. Hooker, The Love Boat, yep. uh, Charles in Charge, which is a sitcom, and she did some episodes of Murder She Wrote as well as Columbo. She. Most recently, uh, up until her death, did Bell Witch, the movie, in 2007, where she played the Bell Witch. Yep. She
1: had a long and eclectic career. Did,
2: she didn't hate horror movies. She just hated that horror movie. Yeah,
1: and I mean, she's also from a different... At the beginning. She was, she's from a different generation, and that movie was notoriously hated by critics when it first came out. So I'm sure she probably kind of saw it in the same way that, like, you know, right. everyone else said, that it's like, oh, it's a trashy movie about killing kids and whatever.
2: Like Battle Royale. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So talking about our camper that did not make it, Robbie Morgan plays Annie. Annie uh, is still doing things. Robbie (laughs) is still doing things as far as uh, uh, something called pay attention and something in post-production called Mark of the roo roo She started her career in 1969, did uh, two movies, and then did Friday the
1: 13th. Yeah, and then she, stu- she did two more or three TV series uh, episodes after the Friday the 13th movie, and then didn't actually work again from 1984 to 2015 when she did a movie called Dutch Hollow. Mm-hmm. And then she did another short in 2017 called The Sub. But other than that, other than what Tim said earlier, that she was working on the Mark of. Rugoroo and pay attention. Yeah. She doesn't really have much that she's working on.
2: Because she has a very small acting career, uh, yeah. even though she's still doing things. uh She was a stun woman on The Great Outdoors with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, really? Yeah. Alice, who's pretty,
1: played by Adrian she, King,
2: she is our main camper. Yeah. Uh at least the movie wants to make us think that she's the main character. I would say that Alice is the main girl and she's the Bill final is girl. the main dude who's yeah. he's the final dude.
1: She conti- does she continue on to the second movie cuz she ends she's in the hospital. But I think the second movie picks up with her in the she's hospital. She's
2: credited right? in it definitely. Yeah. So I would assume that yeah they would they have they mention her, right? Mm. So uh she also has a very small uh acting career, only 20 credits since her debut in 1965. She did. She was a dancer in Saturday Night Fever, uh, which she was uncredited for. She played a dancer in Hair, which she was uncredited for. Then she did Friday the 13th, Part 1, and then Part 2 a year later. After Friday the 13th, Part 2, she doesn't do anything until 2010.
1: Yeah, and she does do mainly horror after that. Silent Night, Bloody
2: Night, The Homecoming. <laughs> uh, she is in a fan film that apparently is out... Where she re, uh, returns as Alice. What is it? The? It's called Untitled Friday Thirteenth Fan Film.
1: Oh, okay. I see <laughs> that one on the bottom. I, I,
2: it doesn't have a release. It doesn't say it's been announced or completed. So we're gonna assume it's out, but we don't know what the hell it's about.
1: She is in. A, I don't know if this is a movie or. I'm guessing it's a movie called the The Dead Girl in Apartment Three.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that is. It sounds like Don't Trust the Be in Apartment Twenty Three. Yeah, I don't know.
1: oh. Maybe it's a spinoff
2: of uh, I, like a don't fan so. spin-off. I don't think so. After know. finding her roommate dead by under mysterious circumstances, a young woman is haunted inside her apartment. Our main dude, our main man is Harry Crosby. He plays the character Bill. Bill also hasn't done a lot. In fact, Which he's is, done less. Yeah, but Friday the Thirteenth was his very first movie.
1: I bet you they made they gave him that name because his dad or no his well his dad's Bing Crosby, but uh, yes, kind of similar to his dad.
2: He has a lot of uh, self credits in a lot of Bing Crosby uh, Christmas TV specials, which I'm sure he was involved with. But yeah, all of the bi- all of the stuff his father did that were like documentaries or TV specials, he has a credit in. But in terms of actual acting, Friday the 13th, he did writing for the Pony Express the same year. One year later, he did the Private History of a Campaign That Failed, which was a TV movie. He did a TV series episode of Double Trouble in 1984. And then he stopped altogether in 1989 after Hollow Venus, Diary of a Go-Go Dancer, where he plays the character Cute Rocker. Cute Rocker, man. Cute Rocker.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing that it's probably one of those instances where, like, you know, his dad was an actor, and he didn't necessarily want to follow in, like, his dad's footsteps and become an actor, but, you know, maybe something came along, like, Friday the 13th, and he was like, maybe it'll give it a try.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Move to girl number two, uh... Friday the thirteenth, uh that's no, I'm saying the movies before the things. Uh <laughs> Lori Bertram plays Brenda and she this is her not only does she have less roles than Bill at who had five, she only has four. She stops at Friday the thirteenth rather than begins,
1: yeah, I mean a lot of these people weren't necessarily even like big act i mean they weren't big actors or that they were like a lot of people just kind of pulled off the street. He was looking for people like kids that looked like they could be in a Pepsi commercial
2: yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah that that's true. She did a house of seven corpses, an
1: uncredited role
2: in the House of Seven Corpses,
1: you think that's where uh um he pulled the name House of a Thousand Corpses from. <laughs>
2: what if <have> we added <laughs> nine hundred and eighty three more <laughs> or nine hundred and ninety-three more.
1: She spent fifteen years homeschooling her children. She spent how many years? Fifteen years.
2: Holy shit.
1: I hope those kids got him to
2: college. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. With all that Friday 13th, Fuck you, money. All right. Next actor. Next actor. Boy number two. Mark Nelson plays Ned. Oh, Ned. And Ned... Ned. Ned actually has
1: some things. 21 Ned. credits to him. That's uh, been working, man.
2: Most recently in 2019, Lingua Franca?
1: Lingua Franca?
2: Lingua Franca. Which know. is... Uh, it looks to be a Filipino film. Yeah. He has done uh, he, more
1: cop shows.
2: He does a lot of cop shows. He kind of looks like he'd do cop shows, which yeah, is ironic got considering look. the fact that he... Fucked with the cop in this movie. <laughs> uh, he started like Bill did uh, in 1980 with Friday the 13th, and then moved on from there. Any anything notable here that you see? I see a lot of Law and Orders. I saw some yeah, a lot SVU, of some Order.
1: Criminal Intent's original Law and Order. Um, he did kind of do. Uh, I think he did. He did a couple of movies when he first started kind of working after Friday the 13th. He mo- he mainly has done. T V series, mainly cop shows, um, reoccurring things in law and order, and uh where was the most recent one? He did uh and his most recent TV show that he was on was the good wife in two thousand fourteen. Yes. But other than that, it's what he's been working on recently.
2: All right. So very
1: short, sweet and to the point a lot of these actors,
2: which you we said like I think yesterday we were like, Oh, these all made it into horror. But uh,
1: We got to talk about our man, Kevin Bacon. (laughs) We got
2: to talk about Kevin Bacon. Let's just go right to Kevin Bacon. How about that? So Kevin Bacon plays Jack, and he has a career. (laughs) (laughs) He has a long career. He has a long career. Uh, Stuff he's still doing in 2019, and he has something in post-production. But he has 93 credits as an actor, including his most famous role, (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P.D. Couldn't even finish that. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. uh, uh, Who was that? Ryan Reynolds and, no, who was it? It was Jeff Bridges and someone else.
1: I think I watched maybe like a quarter of that movie. Uh, I watched 0% of that. He started his career in 1951 in the TV series Search for Tomorrow. He worked in uh, National Lampoon's Animal House as Chip Diller. Uh, Then... um, Oh, my
2: God, yeah. Shit,
1: I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't really do any major roles up until he was Jack in Friday the 13th in
2: 1980. Yeah, he had... four movies he had done previously so this is very very early yeah. kevin bacon that we're seeing mm-hmm. uh, he wouldn't really blow up until 1984 when he do footloose yeah and then that did, changed uh... that that had been and then we invented the six degrees of kevin bacon oh yeah he has so many roles. that game was invented based on the fact that you were probably related to him through at least six degrees of separation <laughs> which i can tell you i am four degrees separated
1: from kevin Bacon. from kevin
2: bacon or three
1: he did uh, Quicksilver, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's a good movie. Yeah, he did Tremors. Fuck, that's a good.
2: That's also an oh, all-right movie, but fuck, Tra- Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is really good. He did uh, the 1990 Flatliners. He did. He Did uh, Do we say JFK? Uh, no, I was just about to say that, though. He played another Jack uh, in Apollo 13, which is not the found footage horror movie. No. That's Apollo 18. Yeah.
1: He was freaking Captain Jack Ross and A Few Good Men. He was freaking Balto. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're in two different. Way of he
1: was Vic in one episode of Frasier. Oh, fuck.
2: Who's Vic? <laughs> fuck. I don't know. I haven't even seen Frasier. Neither have I. I just know that's what rich white people watched in 1996.
1: He was in God, the Devil, and Bob.
2: <laughs> Ask Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Toss
1: salad and scramble eggs.
2: He's in Will and Grace where he played Guess What?
1: Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and, oh, man. I feel like nowadays like, he's not even an actor. It's more of just like, it's Kevin Bacon, man. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of shows up in a show. His most recent, I would say, biggest role was probably The Following, that TV show.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember a lot of, lot, of, lot of noise about The the Following. What about Britney Spears Catches Kevin Bacon Dancing? Apple Music UK commercial where he plays- Fuck that. Okay. Okay. Where he plays Britney Spears. What about I Love Dick?
1: <laughs> <Where he> pl- <laughs> Who does he play in that? Dick. For eight episodes. <laughs> what is this show? I have no idea. What's <laughs> Smilf? <laughs> I want to know what Smilf is. In an arty Texas town. He plays town, himself in one episode.
2: In an arty Texas town, a desert woman becomes obsessed with a colleague of her husband's and creates an art project around it. A series of letters that start, Dear Dick.
1: Is this? Oh, it's a Showtime show. All right, it's fucking weird.
2: <laughs> oh, he's in Patriots Day. That's yeah. a that's a big movie. Smilf. <laughs> Play yourself, asshole. <laughs> uh,
1: so that's I mean, Everybody knows Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's that's, in Hollow Man too. Yeah. Hollow
2: Man, Woodsman, Mister. Gri- oh, Mister. River's good too. Oh yeah. So a lot of great stuff he's been in. So and uh, recognizable face too. Let's talk about our last camper, Janine Janine Taylor. Janine Marcy plays uh Marcy our last girl and she has the least amount of credits with just 2
1: Yeah she doesn't really do much in the movie either <laughs> No nope.
2: she gets fucked yeah and then she gets fucked Yeah with uh, an and, axe in the in the worst way <laughs> possible with, with an axe well, you did that I was trying to figure out. I was editing Battle Royale and you yeah. did that and what was that from
1: It's what is it uh what is it, the last podcast on the left? Whenever uh, they talk about a serial killer killing someone with an axe, like go, one of the guys just goes, ex. with an axe! And they put in uh, the guitar thing. It's like, nah, 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 <laughs>
0: nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> with an
1: axe! She did this first, and then
2: she did The Royal Romance of Charles and Diana, a TV movie, in 1982. And that is it. Um, she's cool. She's cool, too. She's the most attractive of the three. I want like Before Janine gets, Taylor. Janine she's Taylor. She's in
1: the movie too.
2: She's in the movie too. She would be super unmemorable if she didn't have the most gruesome death. Yeah, which you can argue a spear through the throat. Sure, she's the That's only creative, one you get to see naked. But you don't. When you, you get to see Kevin Bacon naked too. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget you get to see Kevin's bacon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done being a dumb bitch. More well, like his pancakes. Ah. <laughs> oh. So I think, with those said, we should start talking about our movie. Oh, of course, yeah. there are characters like Steve and uh, Steve and the officer and Enos. and, and uh, Old Ralph, Old Ralph. But they have so many bit parts. Steve would probably be the next most important, but uh, you know he gets he gets glory for two minutes, even though Ralph, or two scenes, and then he dies.
1: Even though Ralph isn't even really important to the story, I love him. <laughs> no,
2: I love Ralph too.
1: Okay, so movie time.
2: Alright, thirteenth opening crawl. We are transported back to the olden day. I think this is 1958. 1958.
1: Yeah, this is Camp so Crystal this is like
2: this is the last year it's open. Yeah, and we have Now, this. The only
1: weird thing about this is this is supposed to be the day that he dies. This is, I assume, is the day or at least or the, the last we- time it was open. The I weekend
2: just... that Jason drowns. Okay. Because horny ass teens
1: will be horny-ass teens even in the 50s. <laughs> it, yep. <laughs> yep. So the
2: kids are fine, though. So yeah. this is when camp is actually happening, like the weekend, like camp is.
1: Yeah, throughout I campus mean, camp. throughout the movie, there's no actual campers there. It's just the counselors. Yes. Uh, this beginning scene is where you actually, sh- you know, you don't see who's walking in, but, you know, it's scanning through, you see all the kids, and then you get the short, cl- the short scene of the counselors saying, I don't know, Exactly, it's like some sort of some sort of the singing some Christian hippie bullshit. Song or <laughs> something like that.
2: Good Christian, Jesus is alive and well. Yeah, and They're about <laughs> to go off and fuck. <laughs> and <they're> like, <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna go sin.
1: Yeah, she's like the girl that's singing it too. Is like singing to the guy she's yeah. about to fuck, <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "Jesus is Lord." Like, Come on, Tommy. Well, keep your
2: thing in there. You'll get demons because that's <laughs> all have' if y'all kids have sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Barry. Who the fuck names? No one is named Barry and is younger than twenty-seven. <laughs> Barry, a kid named Barry. Name me, find me a six-year-old kid named Barry. Not nowadays. No, obviously not nowadays. Uh, Barry and Claudette go up to the attic after singing their Christian tunes, yeah, fooling around. They're gonna fuck Ryan. They're, They're gonna, gonna fuck. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't get off on this. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! <laughs> uh, they're they're having like it's almost like birdemic sex. Yeah, like just weird, awkward. Like okay, act like you're having sex, but like so many of these main actors. And I love the entire. This time is their, he's their like... first roles ever. Yeah. So I have a feeling that the the side actors that get killed in the first couple minutes. Probably don't have any chops. I'm just imagining
1: Sean with the camera in the background just like, now do
2: sex. Yeah. <laughs> do the sex. I mean, I don't know what this is. It just looks it's like... It's just like is the this making how, out. This is, this is how Mormons have sex. Yeah. Fully clothed. It's fully
1: clothed. <laughs> like, shoes and socks on. <laughs> Under the shirt action.
2: Yeah. No, but like... And she's buttoning up her thing that's like has two buttons down. And we have a camera we're looking in the point of view whoever's finding them out in the
1: attic. Yeah, it, you're looking through the the eyes of the killer. Yeah. And <laughs> these two guys are the first the first to be killed ever in the Friday the 13th franchise.
2: Yes. Yes. So, Barry he just goes like, oh, we weren't doing
1: anything, and then he just gets fucking straight-stabbed. And, like, I, I hate it when people try to do that when, like, somebody, like, catches you, like, making out or, like, about to fuck. And you're like, we weren't doing nothing. We were just hanging out here. We were folding this this cloth right here that we have laid on the ground. You yeah, know? this <laughs> like... G- Jesus cloth.
2: <laughs> cloth for Jesus. <laughs> and uh... you get the big zoom in on the Friday the 13th. I, I always think – I here's the thing. I don't think of Friday the 13th with that logo. I think of Tuesday the 17th, which was the Friday the 13th parody <laughs> episode yeah. in Psych. Good episode. In
1: 1981, I want to say they came out with Saturday the 14th. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: What the – 1978, because this is 20 years, I believe, after uh the cramp, Yeah, it takes – it supposedly takes crystallic. place
1: – it's it's Friday the thirteenth, nineteen seventy eight, and it is Jason's birthday. Yes. Yeah.
2: Happy birthday.
1: And it is a there the what is it? Um I'm trying to remember the uh, what is it? Uh Steve Christie is the guy who is the head of the camp, I guess. He owns the campground now. Yeah, he, and he's been putting tons of uh, money into it to try to get up least, and working Like 25000 or something like that, yeah, right? that's what the guys in the, the town Ta- anus.
2: <laughs> anus <laughs> said. So we are in a town, probably the cl- town closest to Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. And Annie, joyful, she's like happy bubbly like that orientation leader at college yeah kinda. she's
1: like happy go lucky you know it's good it's summer vacation you know? yeah I'm gonna go work at a camp it's gonna be a good summer I'm gonna hang out with some people yeah cook some food for she some kids.
2: she was the person who went to summer camp and was like man I want to be a camp counselor
1: yeah like too much so she we get the classic i mean even like it's not it's classic now but i don't know so much about when the scene was made but you know when the random out of towner walks into either like the bar or like the local you know hub scene or whatever yeah and you know is like asks a question or just kind of speaks in general and every, all of a sudden like the music stops everyone just looks at them and then it's an awkward silence uh-huh. like oh shit i did something
2: she asks where camp crystal lake is and they don't tell her anything quite yet But Enos says that he'll drop her off at the crossroads, which is basically like halfway point between the town and Camp Crystal Lake.
1: And then she'll have to walk the rest of the way because they said it was like what twenty miles. Yeah, something like that. And this Uh, is when we get first meet. Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph. I love his face. It's halfway. He's really good. He's good. I like him. It's halfway between a crazy frown smile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And his lips are always, like, pressed out, like, as far as possible. Yeah, he is
2: the quintessential just town crazy. And he called, what does he call But himself? he knows how to ride a fucking The like, harbinger of God. He's the, har-
1: the messenger, messenger of I, death. He's like I'm the harbinger of God. Yeah, he's like I brought a message. There's a death curse
2: there. He's Like God sent me or something.
1: <laughs> I love, I love him riding off on his little bike you know, on his bike he's, with Cendora. He's got such straight posture. He's, he's got, got, got nice a nice posture. I know. He what looks nice like like Mister Rogers, like coming yeah. down the street. Would you be my neighbor? <laughs> Except he's like, there's a death curse
2: with <laughs> that camp. There's a death curse. <laughs> it killed someone 20 years ago with an axe. <laughs>
1: Nobody listens to old Ralph. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Enos starts kind of laying down the story of what the hell is going on in Camp Crystal Lake. And she, she buys it. Kind of like, oh, it's something that happened, but it's nothing beyond it's something that happened.
1: Yeah. It, no it, curse. It, I don't believe in ghosts. The town has a whole supernatural vibe, you know, vibe around it. They're all afraid of like the story and that there could be something that comes back. And the, just the fact that the whole, like, ever since the murders, the camp's always had a bad history. He says, you know, there were fires. The kid drowned. Yeah, the, the kid camp drowned
2: camp. first was the catalyst, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 1962, they're going to open it back up and the water was bad, which you can't blame. On some weird curse. That's just algae, man. You don't know that, man? Poison the water supply.
1: <laughs> you got a ch- dead child body that's decomposing in the water. Uh, meh,
2: maybe. maybe. Nah. Uh, but he explains that Christie, Steve, Steve Christie, has yeah. been fixing up the place. He dropped like 25 grand into fixing it back up and reopening it.
1: Yeah, and the whole town is against it.
2: Yeah, and he calls them and all the teens that go idiots are doing so.
1: Yeah, this is the total like that generational gap like that's trying to be shown in this movie. Where it's like all these kids, you know, they're not gonna listen to their, their elders. Yeah. This, you is dumb litera- ass motherfuckers. this is literally boomers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boomers and what are they, Gen Xers? No, I don't think Gen e- no, they're not Gen Xers. Gen X is it's Gen X, the millennial, then Gen Z. I think let's see here. Well, no, if you were born in the eighties, I think you were Gen X. No, because millennial begins at 88. Maybe it was born in like late 70s then was Gen X. I Maybe. Don't I don't know. Regardless, they wouldn't have been this age in the movie. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, boomer mentality starts at
2: a young age.
1: Yeah. And then we get three more camp counselors. Ned, Jack, and Marcy. And of course, they're doing the whole like, you know, drive. They're, it's always like the rest of the guys are driving there. They're smoking weed in the back. Yeah. Hanging out, whatever. On uh, the way to the location. It's supposed to kind of give off that like chill, relaxed vibe that they have. Like, Jack. nothing's gonna happen to us. We're young yeah. and youthful, and, and we have the whole world ahead of us. And
2: this movie's gonna make me millions. <laughs> uh, G- it did. <laughs> I mean, for like three of them. Yeah. Jack and Marcy are a thing, and Ned is not a thing with anybody. But I think he likes Marcy.
1: Yeah, Ned's just kind of like that. Not a, he, not necessarily creepy, no. like third wheel, but he's always there and he's always like he's super flirty with the girls, but he's like that guy that's just kind of there. But he's like yeah, so he's not like yeah. It, but he's not necessarily trying to get with anybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we see Steve, lumberjack anonymous. Oh dude, this is a look. <laughs> like <laughs> he's got the red handkerchief this around his neck, no shirt. Short ass short shorts. These he, like denim <laughs> short shorts.
2: Recruiting kids to help build the set for this village people music video. I know <laughs> this is
1: exactly the guy I want teaching my kids in the woods. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> if it wasn't for the mustache, yeah. Uh, but he's like creepy because he's creepy to Alice.
1: He is, but he's, also
2: it's... he's like he can't be very. He can't be much older than thirty.
1: Yeah, but it's almost like I don't know because I don't know if it's filmed s- specifically to make him look kind of creepy. Or because you don't know who the killer is. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know if it's Steve specifically to look kind of like he's kind of giving off a weird vibe to the women or if that's just generally how they filmed it in the 80s. And like it's not until now that we're like, eh.
2: I, I think that is how they filmed it in the 80s, because a lot of that shit does not make sense anymore. Yeah.
1: And he, I mean, granted, he really doesn't do anything, like, bad. Like, this scene's a little creepy. Who
2: dresses like that and says, this is a good idea?
1: Someone in 1980 does. You know why? Because they're in
2: between bell-bottoms and Zubats.
1: You've seen the pictures of all, like, the 80s dads, like, (laughs) mowing the lawn, like, (laughs)
2: their boot-cut shorts. It's a Tuesday. (laughs) I don't... If I find a picture of my dad, anything looking like Steve. You got to post it online. <laughs> for for the
1: retweets, yes. Then I will disown him. Yeah. You could rock that look, Tim.
2: I don't <laughs> want to rock that look. I don't have all the chest hair. I do have the
0: stash
1: a little bit. Uh, you need the glasses. Oh, God, he's so fucking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is like, I guess the only scene that's kind of... Like that's little... the fucking unibomber she drew. I know, right? He's like, is this me?
2: Yeah. But she has um, my haircut from January. <laughs> basically. And... Uh...
1: Okay, so they're... I mean, they're basically... It's uh, Steve and Alice are just having a conversation. I think Steve's basically just letting her know that he has to go into town. Uh-huh. And that he has to pick up some supplies and stuff like that, and he'll be out for a while. But he's to, trying to convince her to stay because apparently she just doesn't want to leave because it's at this point. It's, it's a straightening
2: family things out in, uh, in California.
1: Yeah. And at this point, I don't know if this is the first pair of or this is the first bunch of counselors to come here to like try to help because it doesn't She like, she like keep making comments like these guys aren't going to be here long. I yeah. They're only going to last like a week. Yeah. Um, he's going to kill him and then someone usurped him. Alice has definitely been here longer than anybody else besides Steve. Yeah. And she... Yeah. <laughs> um, Bad that He's basically just trying to convince her to stay. He, the whole, like, you know, he kind of, like, brushes her hair kind of behind her ear. And, uh, oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a little creepy, but... Uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh, so... We move from. He basically he convinces her to stay an extra week. Yeah, fatal mistake. He's like you know
1: just stay one more week. If by Friday you're still unhappy, you can leave, go home, whatever. Yeah. So Um, she
2: runs down uh, to to Bill. She runs down to our our fellow painter, Mister former Republican presidential candidate, ladies and gentlemen, Ted Cruz. He's got
1: his face, man. He
2: does. He has his face. It's a lot. It's a uh, lot in the hair. The, yeah. It, well, it's, a, it's all in his eyes. Yeah.
1: So this is when everybody gets left alone finally. Steve, uh, which by the way, the, the the Jeep that's seen throughout the whole movie at the camp and Steve driving away from the camp is the same Jeep. Yeah. They just film it in different locations. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah.
2: Relatively, this is supposed to be in Florida. Yeah. Somewhere um, in Florida, like Stark, Florida or something like that? Yeah,
1: it's filmed. So Camp Crystal Lake, which it's based off of, is a real place. Camp Crystal. But, yeah, Camp Crystal. But they filmed it uh, entirely on location in a different camp. They just used Camp Crystal for like the whole like backdrop setting and everything. Yeah. Um. I don't remember the name of the camp that they did like 99% of the actual filming at. Yeah. But uh, I think you're right. I think it was in Florida.
2: Yeah. So... Steve leaves and uh and says when Annie's here, when Annie gets here, get her started in the kitchen. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think he goes into town.
0: Which he says,
1: you know, I should be back like a little bit after noon. He doesn't get back until like after like yeah, he way gets, later. Like, way night.
2: late at night, yeah.
1: But yeah, we get this scene where
2: uh was So now we get to see more of the interactions and the personalities of the campers. Yeah. And Ned being the flirty one.
1: He just straight shoots and
2: fires arrow, like an arrow at Brenda, as yeah, she puts a uh, an archery target up. He is he has a he has a yellow feather on his cap. Uh,
1: Tom Savini took that shot.
2: Did he really? Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's not great. It's a little racist.
1: What the shot that he took?
2: No, the the feather. Oh yeah, we'll get to that and, later. And, and it, it gets only bigger. <laughs> and, and and by the end of the movie, you wish he had just the feather back on. <laughs> So this Jeep pulls up because uh, Annie's on her way walking.
1: You know what's really confusing about this movie is which of the campers know each other and which of them don't. Because they all kind of interact like they've been like best friends forever. Yeah. But some ne- of them have just Ned, Jack, and Marcy
2: definitely know each other. Yeah. I believe Brenda and Ned, it sounds like they might have had, it could be as simple as like they went to high school together. Yeah. Uh,
1: Alice doesn't know any of them. Yeah, Alice just knows Steve. Alice just knows Steve. So, And none of them know uh, Annie. No, none of them know Annie. Annie
2: feels way younger than the rest of these kids. Yeah.
1: but So we get Annie, who has already been dropped off by the first driver she was with. Mm. Uh, and she is, was hitchhiking for a bit, and she finds another car on the side of the road, which is the same Jeep. <laughs> it is the same Jeep. Uh,
2: this is Mrs. Voorhees yeah. that has picked her up and she's in uh, for a
1: ride and you can kind of I mean obviously they kind of give away the fact that she's driving with the killer because they don't show who she's driving with you're just seeing the killer watching her as she's talking you know in the car um and she's straight like you see them driving for a bit she's kind of explaining you know she's going fast she's hauling ass down here she is hauling and she notices that they drove past the entrance into the camp and she's like well where are we supposed to turn back there and you don't. The killer's not talking at all. Like we don't ever hear her say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but she basically is just screaming, like, "Oh God! Like, please stop! Like, yeah, I want to get out of the car." She
2: gets up enough where she actually just jumps out of the vehicle.
1: Yeah, because as soon as she drives past, tuck the and roll, pool, and a turn. She speeds way up. <laughs> she golden corrals out of the out of the jeep. Yeah, and here we get her first. She backs up. I thought she was going to the... back up into her. That's what I thought originally, too. Yeah. So uh... she
2: she jumps out of a vehicle going at least like 75 miles per hour, only yeah. to get a small roll and a sprained ankle.
1: Well, it... I mean, she landed in a ditch. Yeah.
2: So. She's hobbling. And uh, this is the first time we ever see one of these like horror movies like running
1: through the forest, tripping over themselves. While the killer is just slowly walking towards them and yeah. then just happens to catch this up with them.
2: This is one of the very first movies to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get... The first kill, which is Annie getting killed by Mrs. Voorhees, which pretty good kill. What you, what would you say? The, yeah. The I mean, it's sweat. nothing
1: like super special. It's done like super quickly as to not show like who the killer is. Yeah. Um, we know there are bell-bottom jeans involved. Yeah. And they got a, like a plaid jacket on. Or yeah. Something like that. But uh, yeah, she just gets a quick slash to the throat and just leaves her there. And we never uh, see her again. That's <laughs>
2: not true. Do we see her one more time? We
1: do. When Alice is running for Mrs. Voorhees and she goes to escape
2: in the jeep, Annie's dead body is in there. That's why she screams. You're right, but
1: that's so... I don't. You can't. I know. That's such don't... a stupid scene because it's like I mean I wasn't I didn't even notice that that was Annie because I wasn't necessarily paying attention to who she was running yeah. into while she was like discovering dead bodies. Yeah, well, it but... definitely
2: wasn't Marcy because her head was intact. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't Brenda because uh, Brenda just dies out in the rain. We don't really
1: see Brenda's death, do we? No, there's a few of them we don't see. They're all it's, hanging out at the it, dock. The kills in this movie, that's one of the kind of negatives about it, is that it's, it is kind of all over the place. Yeah. but it has, it,
2: it has no budget. This movie is a very, very small budget. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can only do... They, they're testing their limits. So they're still restricting themselves to a certain extent because this is... a Brand new kind of you know movie. Yeah, it's a slasher is a very young, uh, very young genre at this point, with only Halloween being the neck, the big one. Yeah, and the genre being invented four years uh, before this.
1: Yeah, so basically, we you know it's just a combination of the success of Halloween, and I think there was a movie that literally came out like a couple of years before this one came out that was just you know a bunch of camp counselors at a camp, like a you know kind of like. Teen sex drama or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of mixed it all together, and we got Friday the 13th.
2: Yeah, so Ms. Voorhees is stalking the campers from across the lake yeah, we while they are out
1: on the lake. They're all swimming at this point, and we and get the... Uh, <laughs> Ned doing his the first real horny thing. We get our Sandlot moment. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, we do. You're right. Uh, Ned starts pretending to drown, Yeah. but everyone, of course, believes he's drowning. Jack, uh, in his Speedo... Looking like Mark Spitz,
1: and everyone's panicked. He got, he got they got—they got that boat in the water
0: fast. <laughs> they did, hey, they're good at this. It's yeah.
2: almost like they knew how to do first aid. It's and
0: almost
1: like they're camp counselors. <laughs> it's almost like they're
2: camp counselors.
1: Which, like, okay, this is a this is a scene where it's like, shouldn't this at least prove to her that they can at least be a, a bit competent? They came went in to save one of their friends from drowning. They can save a show. <laughs>
2: sure, right, but they weren't the ones that were.
1: I mean, they weren't the, ca- they weren't they weren't the there. They probably weren't
2: even, some of them might not have even been born, gets pulled out of the, uh, out of the water by <laughs> Alice, Alice and Marcy, she, or Brenda rather.
1: Yeah. She bends down to do the mouth to mouth and then he starts making out yeah. with her, and they're like, Oh God,
2: you fucking dumb fuck. Smalls. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone walks away furious for I don't know like three seconds
1: and then this scene is probably the most like controversial scene in the movie yeah
2: so this is a controversial scene and has every right to be controversial yeah
1: this scene wasn't even originally in the script it was thrown in by Tom Savini from an experience that he had had himself camping um it is the scene where they're in the she's what was it Alice is in the cabin and she notices that there's, there's a snake? Yeah, it looks like it might and be like Bill a black... comes
2: running through machete in hand. Yeah, he he just he, happened he's to, be outside. to that machete.
1: He might be a killer. Who yeah. knows? He just happened to be outside just slashing at you know, bushes. <laughs> well, he's
2: killing small animals. This is how the you know, when he becomes the Zodiac killer, you start. With small animals, then you move up to people. Eventually. And this is
1: basically just a small freak-out scene where everyone's in the cabin, like, freaking out. There's a snake that can't find it, and everyone's running around, like, throwing shit around the room. <laughs> and like, yeah, this is a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. Like,
2: Jack gets on the bed, and it just bursts.
1: Yeah, because he just straight, like, I don't know Why what does he, he trying do this? to do. What the fuck is, yeah. He jumps on the bed and breaks it.
2: They start hitting pillows, which just put feathers everywhere.
1: And Bill... Uh, he finds the thing, and he actually, they, I mean, they... They kill the snake, but they actually there's they used a real snake in the scene. They actually do kill like a snake,
2: yeah, so there is uh animal cruelty animals were killed in the making of this film because yes, indeed, they don't have they, they don't have the time to uh make a snake make a snake that <laughs> even though they
1: cool. have Tom Savini,
2: yeah, and then we get the shot of Bill making us think maybe he's the killer, yeah, but uh there's no way, there's no way. How could he have been there and also in the jeep?
1: Yeah, and it's I think it's I mean it's terrible that they used a real snake for this. Oh yeah. Yeah. So here we get the two girls walking down the cop oh, I forget what the cop's name is. Cop the yeah.
2: cop is Officer uh Dorf.
1: Yeah. Officer oh, Yeah, that, that does a, not that doesn't help him. Didn't like, they use the same name for Doofy. Doofy. Okay, Doofy. Dorf. Okay, Dorf and Doofy. Yeah. <laughs> Officer Dorf.
2: Officer Dorf. Uh and he, he pulls up to uh Basically, he's he's looking for for crazy Ralph or whatever the fuck his name is. What's his
1: name? Yeah, he his name. I mean, his name is just Ralph. Ralph. And they he's basically just warning them that you know he's been kind of wandering around the campsite and mm-hmm. that he's not necessarily dangerous, but he doesn't know really what he could do. They just know that he's a crazy guy that's spouting nonsense about it being you know a cursed camp and that you know yeah. they should look out.
2: Here. As he pulls up, Ned is out, just his underwear. On. Full Native American headdress, uh, full going like,
1: like oh, he is doing the 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 big like the full on. I don't know if it's like a, but his reaction dance? seeing the cop is great. Oh, You're, I know he he immediately yeah. stops, and uh, I love how the girls try to cover for him. They're like, oh, you know, we're just you know just fooling around.
2: <laughs> Even though I bet you, Officer Dorf probably just hates teenagers and probably is not offended at all, and is probably a racist.
1: Yeah. Probably and he there. is really heavily hitting on, like, the weed portion of this. Yeah. Pot like, cigarettes, guys,
2: reefer madness. The Colombian gold man,
1: the weed, dig it? <laughs> I know y'all are smoking the reefer. He's
2: looking for Ralph. Yeah. Who we might now think he could be the person who's killing.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it kind of gives, you know, it's sort of put into the Watcher's uh, mind that because he's, like, the crazy townie. It's the most likely person for the killer. Yeah. So now that they have, you know, we got to look out for this guy. Then, yeah, that's. But he, that... he goes away pretty quickly. He, he does. Just kind of warns them, and then he, gets well. He got back us by the to, the sent chief.
2: back. Yeah. And this is, uh, he's like, for 10 Like, this is where the acting's bad. Never keep the cheap waiting. Yeah. But then, like, some of the other stuff he does is good. So I can't tell if he's a good actor or a bad actor. But,
1: like, okay, so I love this scene where he tries to act cool. He puts the shades on gives them, like, the hard, tough speech about, like, you know, stay safe yeah. out there. Yeah, he like, struggles should... to turn around his bike. Yeah, and then they just, like, kind of snicker at him. And then yeah. <laughs> he just, just drives off. Yeah. They're, okay,
2: so this is a weird <laughs> he moment. He can't even
1: successfully turn around his bike. One, he has hazards on.
2: <laughs> Two, he, like... Right before this cuts, he doesn't make the turn. It looks like he's about to drive off into the grass yeah. and, like, hit a tree. But uh, that's that's the forewarning that we get to, uh, like, you kids be safe out there. There's yeah. a crazy man out there. Yeah. Little do they know there's a crazy woman out there. Uh, and this, we and actually the- see
1: Alice. Uh, she is in the, lo- looks like the, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she's putting a bunch of pots and pans away. Opens up the door. And there's just Ralph sitting in the pantry.
2: Just in the corner, standing, staring at the door, waiting for it to happen. He knows, he knows, he knows.
1: <laughs> and we get our major boy coming back out there, being like, it's cursed. He's got, it's got a death curse. It's he a calls. Death curse.
2: He refers to himself as a messenger of God. I know. And when people ask, who are you? He just says, God sent me. I'm warning you. This place has a death curse.
1: You're doomed if you stay. You're doomed. Go. But he's
2: not. He's not.
1: He's not very convincing.
2: No, not at all. Because he's, you know, Crazy. he's very theatrical <laughs> yeah. with
1: it. Uh, he just like, I just have a love. He runs off into the forest. He yeah. Appears out of the pantry. And he gets. Well, no. He gets back onto the he bike. gets on and the. And little... Alice just watches. like yeah. Confused, kind of. He, he always has his little bike. Good posture, that man. I love watching him straight back. Way.
2: But he goes into this direction, mm-hmm. and when we see Ned get killed, he gets killed sort of in that direction, which again makes us believe that it might be Ralph. Yeah. But uh, interesting concept that the like who of these is the killer? We don't we when we see the person who is the killer, it's the first time we are in like we are revealed they are the killer the first time we're introduced to them. Yeah, I but love like,
1: that it's not super obvious who the killer is because everybody kind of has their own little tech.
2: Yeah, The mom of the boy who drowned. You would not. That That's such a little detail that they mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. That like there's no, you wouldn't think of it. You wouldn't think of it,
1: no. Yeah, and I mean, like nowadays, I mean, I mean, I guess back then, the subtleties in this kind of movie you wouldn't necessarily think like these kind of major twists at the end mm-hmm. weren't a huge thing, especially since horror movies like people didn't really think of horror movies as being anything of like substance. You know, I mean, being able to give anything that people would be able to like get anything out of. It was supposed to just be like, you know, it's a popcorn movie, whatever, go see it and it's nothing special. It's nothing important. It's nothing that's trying to actually give you a message. But these, you know, these movies, regardless of whether or not this franchise now is what it is and be kind and is kind of, you know, not childish, but it's, you know, it's campy, it's playful. They do whatever they want with it nowadays. But when it first came out, it was definitely, you know, something new, something fresh and something that, you know, no one had ever seen before. Yeah. So uh
2: they're all in the kitchen and the one of the lights is out. And Jack knows how to turn on the generator. So he goes with Bill and uh, Brenda to go do so. And they get it turned on. And this is kind of how we see, like, okay, so this is where the power, like any of the things that happen with the power, we know Mrs. Voorhees is going to be, or the killer is going to be in control of what's happening. Because Brenda's death involves the generator Mm -hmm. being powered. Jack and Marcy are out dancing, making out. And they're about to have sex. About to have sexual relations. Meanwhile,
1: Ned, Virgin King. Yeah, he's just kind of off by himself. You can kind of see that he's like the loner of the group. Yeah. Even though he, like, everybody kind of likes him. Like, and he's kind of, you know, he's like the joyful by himself.
2: He seems fine. And then we see uh, a figure with a uh, leather coat of some sort go into the house, and Ned. Uh, notices them. Idiot Anonymous goes in, which uh, he gets his throat slit, fun fact. Yes. And when Marcy and Jack go in to fuck before, you know, they sit down and start talking about these weird nightmares and, and thunderstorms and all of this. I was so sad that they
1: killed Ned so quickly.
2: I know. It's unfortunate. He's He dies less than 40 minutes in. I know. But... Uh, but Are they... So uh, let me let let me before we we talk about this, I want to talk about when Jack and Marcy are talking about the lightning storm. Mm-hmm. Lightning doesn't look what like lightning is shown against their oh just skin. the flashes. It, of it light? It looks like a yeah like a literal f- like it's not even a flash. It's like a gl- a slow glow and fade out. Yeah. Also, it's orange.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't really, like, if they were really, like, watching lightning, You and if it was, like, unless it was, like, really dark out, you wouldn't really see that on their you face. You want, like,
2: <laughs> you kind of want more of something like a photography like flash. That yeah. looks closer to lightning because yeah. it's, it's instant, you know?
1: It's not dark enough out there where you'd actually see any, like, lightning flashes on their face. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, movie.
2: Yeah, but when they're in the actual uh, cabin, the lightning looks a little better. It's still flashing, but it... It makes more sense in, in interior, and also it's white instead of orange.
1: Yeah, and w- they have, like, the electricity's back on, but for some reason they still decide to just use the flashlights. The fuck in the dark.
2: <laughs> well, they yeah, well, they have the candle, because candles are sensual. Yeah. And uh, and they start fucking.
1: Yeah, bro, we get to see Kevin Bacon's ass. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bring it home the Bacon. You bring it home to Bacon. <laughs> home, that bacon.
1: Uh, we don't see Ned dead yet. No, it just kind of does, like, okay, so... The rest of or everybody else, uh, the Bill, other, Brenda, and Alice. Yeah, they're in it doesn't. It, it seems they're in the main cabin. Like, yeah. It seems like the central hub cabin. Yeah, if I'm, I'm trying to remember the layouts of the the campsites from the Friday the 13th video game. <laughs> oh, this, is it is it accurate to this? This yeah this this room is in the game.
2: Shit, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, is the is the layout accurate to the
1: actual? It's pretty accurate. You, there's the fireplace and the piano, and I'd love the to drawers have it. like. Market you have talk, it. You it? have it. Yeah. Have yeah. It. yeah. They can't add anything more to it though because of the yeah. licensing issue.
2: Yeah. Uh. I gotta give it a shot. I just don't want to buy it myself because it's.
1: It's nobody plays it anymore. Yeah. Because they don't add anything.
2: They don't add anything. They don't really fix anything. And. No. Don't you have to roll the wheel on whether you're not you're a counselor or, or Jason? It's random. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. Because Dead by Daylight has a lot of matchmaking issues with people picking killers or more people being on survivors at certain ranks.
1: Yeah, it's a fun game just because it goes, like, more specifically into stuff about, like, him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like All the powers that he has are centered around, like, stalking and yeah. you know, being able to catch up to people it's really It's definitely
2: more and... of a survival horror game than Dead by Daylight, where I would call it, like, a survival horror arcade yeah. type deal.
1: So we get a pretty long sex scene between... Kevin Bacon, and and is it Marcy? Marcy? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. She's she's taking it hard. She's taking that that bacon. I, that bacon's cooked.
1: <laughs> I hate. I don't know why the 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 sounds of kissing that they put over that so you mm. can actually hear it. I hate it. Mm. It just sounds disgusting. Ned is there, dead. Yeah, you get the show pan or the slow pan up. To the bunk above them, and yeah. there is Ned laying there with his throat slit on the Right pad. as she orgasms. <laughs> yeah. So weird. But, yeah, Ned has his throat
2: slit, same as uh, Annie did, and they did a good job. Like, his face is completely
1: pale. I like that the, the, the actual throat slit looks fairly real. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Even when they did it like directly on to Annie when she was in the woods, it looked like actually like she was having her throat slit. Like, yeah. It was pretty. Sometimes it looks like because they have padding there usually where they'll, where they'll cut it. Yeah. Sometimes it looks a little thick. In Central Cabin,
2: they are playing Strip Monopoly. Yeah. And drinking and smoking. But. Did she leave any of that weed in here, man? We we don't see really. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the 70s. They call it grass. Grass. <laughs> ass, grass and gas. Wait. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Was that the right order? I've, Can't ride I've seen days you
1: got Unless you got grass, you got gas, you're going to give me some ass. <laughs> give me some ass. We don't see
2: really, until these Marcy and Jacks are getting killed off, we don't really see what's going on with Here's some of your, the strip poker stuff. We got
1: your, your favorite kill scene coming up here.
2: Yes. Uh, actually, no. Not yet. Uh, the next one will be, though.
1: Well, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but the, it's just, you know, we're still talking about, strip monopoly some of them are starting to remove their clothes but we're focused more on jack and marcy's end of things yeah because jack is about to
1: get fucking speared bro oh man dude he is you know he's about to light a joint mm-hmm. about to chill out relax waiting for his girl to still come back. doesn't know ned is above him dead yeah marcy went to uh go to the bathroom
2: where is mrs Voorhees? is she under the bed yeah did she hear all the fucks in
1: I don't know if she was under the bed the whole time. I'm guessing she was because none of them saw her get under there. Yeah. But we get the, the really cool ass scene of her hand slowly going up, grabbing his head. And then the fucking, it looks like it's an arrow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a spear of some sort. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So he, blood drips down on him from Ned's body.
1: I'm guessing that they're trying to make it look like it's one of the arrows from the archery range, even though that's not what they looked like. <laughs> yeah.
2: That is a hairy arm. That's a hairy arm. That is a man's hand.
1: Yeah, it's not. I mean, it wasn't filmed by a woman.
2: Yeah, that's true. We can very clearly tell where the prosthetic effect ends and where the head begins. Yeah. I think it's really cool that they had his, they stuck his head through like the pillow. So it looked like, you know what I mean? The skin colors are different. Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, he gets a spear through his uh, his throat. And yeah, here
1: we get the, the blow in the blood out the tube.
2: Yeah. So you want to talk about this one? How they did that?
1: Yeah, so they couldn't get. What was it, the, the, was it something that there was something? So
2: broke? there was a tube that was supposed to be. It was supposed to create a blood flow. Yeah, but it wasn't working. Okay. So
1: Sean decided that he was gonna blow the blood out through when the uh, it was being stabbed through. <laughs> yeah, by himself. But when he did it. He blew a little too hard, and it, instead of it like just kind of coming out slowly, it bubbles up at first, and then just starts shooting out. Yeah, which isn't realistic to somebody being stabbed through the neck at all. But yeah. you know, but he loved it, it so much. Yeah, he loved it. He wanted to keep it in there, which I love it too. I think it's a great scene. It's yeah, not realistic, but it looks cool as hell. Yeah.
2: So the washroom, the uh, the the bathroom cabin, the yeah. cabin that is only a bathroom. Uh, is where Marcy wanders into after the fucks to to uh,
1: clean herself up. Yeah, she's just going there to use the bathroom, making shit. And dude, this okay? <laughs> so Mrs. Voorhees makes great time throughout this whole movie. About she is fast as fuck. Boy. I know, right? Can't and catch she's her. super fucking sneaky, which basically like it almost negates the entire end of this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
2: you know, you slide dog, you had me monologuing. You know what I mean? Like. Uh she is in her underwear with her uh, her her crop top shirt and
1: she's yeah, she's, she's kinda like talking doing to herself in the mirror. Scenes from a, a play or a movie or a show or something. something. Kind of to herself.
2: This is a dirty ass fucking cabin, man. I would not be bare skinned. I know,
1: especially after the, he's already spent twenty five grand on it. Like that's what it looks like after twenty five grand. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, Paul turd. <laughs> <laughs> we go into the showers where she th- she hears people.
1: And you, they, there was a short little clip of when she was brushing her teeth, um, or not brushing her teeth. Oh, no, that was later. That's later. Remember, yeah, with that's, Alice. That's,
2: that's with Alice. Marcy, is. she thinks that uh, Jack or Bill or uh, people are playing with her. Yeah. And she goes in and opens one shower. No one there. She sees or feels rustling on the curtain next door. Opens that one. No one there. Oh, I guess it's my imagination. I'm
1: just hearing things, and I love this because you slowly see the axe, uh, the the shadow of the axe raising up in the background behind her as she's looking into the shadow, Yeah, and
2: she's already closed eyes crying and screaming. And yeah, this is a great hit. Uh, It
1: doesn't even show the impact, but it shows. It shows B-roll of the axe going down,
2: B-roll of a lamp getting hit, which I assume got hit when the axe went up. I guess so. Uh, And then a great... Great, great shot of uh, of Marcy with the axe through her head. Now these not that
1: much damage, honestly, for an axe in the face.
2: I mean, that's probably more realistic. Yeah, you know, it's not going to come. I mean, it doesn't come clean. It's, it's
1: bone. You one know? swing, you think an axe actually get stuck that deep and that hard into your face that that easily?
2: I think it could get pretty far if it was. Uh, I mean, I would assume because she's crazy. I'd assume this was sharpened. Yeah. This I mean, isn't just like a blunt axe. You think ax. she
1: had an axe, though? That looks like
2: an older axe. Like maybe it was already at the campsite. Well, maybe the blade was cleaned and sharpened, but the rest of the axe
1: is still going to be an axe, you know? It's the axe that uh, Steve was using in the beginning. Yeah, you're right. Wood. You're right. So that must have been sharpened. He was cutting wood with it. Yeah. Here we go back to strip poker. Everyone's getting naked. Brenda's looking mighty unclothed. Bill's <laughs> yeah. looking
2: mighty unclothed. Alice is doing just fine. Oh, yeah.
0: Alice. Take is your middle, watch like, off,
1: <laughs>
2: Uh she starts taking her top off and then boom
1: door the... flings open and it's a big uh, big ass storm going on outside. Yeah.
2: Brenda realizes that her uh windows were left open in her cabin. They Guess
1: we'll have to finish the game another night guys. She doesn't take any of her clothes with her. She just I know. takes the raincoat, which these guys have been going out into the rain and just going around like it's nobody's business.
2: Yeah, like people don't do that normally. No. But man, these are some fearless ass kids.
1: Let me just go out into this big ass storm wearing nothing but a raincoat and my underwear. Yeah, uh and this is—I always forget about this scene. Yeah, the diner scene with Steve. The, the,
2: yeah. So what's what's happening with Steve?
1: Basically, he's just—I mean, it doesn't even say really where he's been this entire time. It just—he you he leaves the camp. He says he'll be back sometime after lunch, and the next time we see him, it's already nighttime, and he's at a diner. Yeah,
2: he's having lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man he uh yeah he's just basically flirting with the the um cashier lady they are babes in the woods yeah which is super especially creepy. ned <laughs> yeah he's like it's super creepy because it's like there are a bunch of babes in the woods in every sense of the word it's just so creepy
2: yeah you know what i mean i'm gonna oh, fuck <laughs> yeah and he gets he just gets a cup of coffee that's yeah. it
1: this is a 50s diner in the 80s he's uh you know he tips her well you know keep the change Yep. Walks back out and he's on his way back uh, back home. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, the next scene is he just somehow crashes into a pole. Yeah, he's like, oh, I was dragging a trailer with me. I was like, okay, but that doesn't mean you can't see where the fuck you're going in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: So at this point at the diner, we know for a fact Steve isn't killing people.
1: Yeah. Now I'm guessing they probably tried to give you like that. Like oh he hasn't been here this entire time, so maybe he is the killer. But no, he's been at a diner or he's been somewhere and now he's at a diner. So he's not even at the camp. So back to the washroom, we have uh Brenda and Marcy's body
2: has also been removed. Yes. So regular th- just, it's it's regular things again. She thinks kind of like maybe her mind is playing with her. She's like Marcy. just
1: brushing her teeth, kind of getting changed ready for the night cuz she's going back to her cabin. And you see a short clip of um, Mrs. Voorhees behind the curtain. Just kind of you see her hand slowly go around. Yeah. And then kind of pull away. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she noticed me for a second. And then that's all you kind of see. But she was stalking you,
2: Yeah. Stalking. Building up that even within deer three. Getting closer. Uh, yeah, Steve runs into a pole. Yeah. It's just. Or
1: does he? Or does his car just break down? No, he runs. There's a pole right there. Yeah. I think he hit a pole or something. But a cop shows up, basically, he's like, oh, can you give me a ride back to camp, you know? And he says, hi, Steve. Everyone fucking knows this guy. I guess, he's been there there for a while.
2: He's the nut that's reopening Crystal Lake, that's why.
1: But I guess this is still, you know, that point in time where you kind of, small town, gets to know everybody there. Right, there's, like, one, there's, like, this is like
2: a police department with like three people. Like Dorf, I'm assuming that, that guy he, and the chief.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming that if he runs this camp and has been there forever, kind of rebuilding this place, he lives there. Maybe not at the camp, but around the town. Somewhere or something. around, yeah. yeah,
2: definitely. Uh we have another shot of Mrs. Voorhees' point of view where she's yep. stalking uh Brenda. I keep wanting to call her Marcia. Marcia. I'm thinking of Marcy and Brenda combined.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's just kind of getting ready for bed. And this
2: scene okay. So this is weird. So this is the first uh instance of mind games but we don't know this is mind games yet yeah so mrs Voorhees is and i thought this was just kind of annoying cuz i didn't like the voice and it just it didn't sound like her it, it was
1: definitely from like a different person maybe i don't know
2: right so uh we hear a distant
1: voice saying help me but it's not even like a true like scream like someone's actually in trouble it's like help me yeah, yeah something
2: <laughs> that you wouldn't sound like that in the rain if you were
1: actually in trouble
2: you need to overpower the, the nature yeah. With your own voice.
1: So she's just kind of sitting there. She hears it at first, and she's just like, all right, I'm going to go back to my reading. And then, you know, it comes back up again. And then she decides. So I guess, okay, she had a raincoat. Yeah. She had a raincoat. She decides to just go back outside in nothing but her nightgown. But, you know, that's her problem, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: well, she puts a rain.
1: Oh, no, she doesn't. You're right. Yeah, she just walks back
2: out. Oh, God, that
1: feels. I, dude, I hate. The feeling of just being in wet clothes. <gasps> God. Yeah, can you imagine one long piece of clothing that's just around your body, like, soaked? God. Especially pants. Shorts,
2: okay. Pants, uh-uh. She's not even wearing pants. I know. <laughs> but she yeah. follows this voice all the way to, uh, back to the archery.
1: Yeah, and the area. all of a sudden, uh, Mrs. Voorhees turns on the archery lights, or the yeah. lights around yeah. the archery, like, area.
2: Yeah. And Brenda thinks that they're playing games with her. Yeah. Uh, they being...
1: It's not Bill funny anymore, you know, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Now she's actually starting to freak out and she's like, oh shit, like maybe something's going on because nothing fucking, no one's fucking answering me. <laughs> right, right. And then we get Scream and then it, it, back to Bill and Alice. It's basically assumed that she's killed there. Yeah. Which you don't see at all.
2: Yeah, but. we don't know how she gets killed. I would think practically it was with, with arrows because we're in the archery thing, but Bill gets killed with arrows.
1: Yeah, but, you know, you don't even get to see him get killed with the arrow, so. Yeah. (laughs) You see Alice kind of, she's by herself now. She's just kind of chilling around the house. Yeah. Playing guitar. Yeah. And here comes Bill. Still alive and well, by the way.
2: Yeah, he's doing fine. Uh, Yeah. He went back to the generator and everything's fine.
1: He has been going around this camp, apparently, this whole time and has not noticed a single fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: But Alice hears the screaming.
1: Yeah, and he was outside. Yeah. And he didn't hear the screaming,
2: yeah, well, who knows where the generator is in reference to the archery?
1: while he's been gone, there's been like what four murders <laughs> like,
2: well, the only one who screamed well, Marcy screams, but the implication is she's indoors, so they can't hear her yeah.
1: Scream. yeah i I guess he you know he has got the whole excuse that there's the big storm going on yeah I can't hear anything the only out one there, that but...
2: makes the only one that makes sense would be Marcy, but yeah. otherwise, like, yeah, we hear Brenda. Jack didn't make any noise. Ned didn't make any noise. Yeah.
1: But Alice is basically like, you know, I saw the lights on at the archery range. You know, something might be going on out there. Let's go check it out. And yeah. Bill's like, all right, I'll go check it out. And Alice's is like, can I come with you? He's like, all right, if you want to come with me. Right. And there's some good camera work in this, uh, in this scene. Yeah. They find. The the, the okay, first of all, they find the axe. There's only blood, like a little oh, bit of blood it, on the okay. edge, like a, on okay. the
2: pillow. You're right.
1: (laughs) They she must have like it's like she took the time to pull it out of her head, clean the axe, or like she set it on the pillow, then picked the axe back up, cleaned it off, and then set it back down
2: on the pillow. Now this is the pillow in Brenda's room. Yeah. But it's it's Marcy's blood. Or it's Brenda's blood and we didn't see the axe murder. Maybe we don't know.
1: Maybe, man, I don't know.
2: It's left pretty ambiguous.
1: Yeah, they're basically searching from cabin to cabin. They're trying to find everybody. Yes. You know, every, I mean, everyone else is dead. <laughs> like Everyone
2: else is dead. Everyone else's bodies have been hidden all over the place.
1: Yeah, and I love that. I love that, that she kills them and then uses their bodies to, like, freak people out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: she breaks into the office with a wood board because she can't get the key to the office.
1: Yeah, they're camp counselors, but they don't have the key to the office. I assume Steve has the key. Yeah, true. Which, this motherfucker has been gone all day fucking dumbass yeah and first, come get killed with these kids <laughs> yeah as soon as he gets back he dies <laughs> he dies yeah
2: so they start ringing uh they try ringing the phone the phone is dead the phone lines have been cut yeah and uh and
1: means of escape are are low yeah so we get the the short clip of the cop you know is bringing steve back but i i love the fact that steve ran this whole place and then left and then all of his cancers dead. and all
2: literally all but two died like you were gone for, like, seven hours. Uh, I think
1: it would have happened any other way if he had come back <laughs> after lunch. No, he like would have just also died. Yeah.
2: Because it's the 20-year anniversary, and uh, and it's Jason's birthday. Yeah. He would have been, I don't know how old.
1: I don't know, because he still looks like a child. Like, yeah. in the Yeah. Man, he gets but...
2: fucking ripped. It's so weird. Jason? It's very... Yeah. Not in that lake. No, not in that lake. Well... Skinny as fuck.
1: <laughs> Danny found CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Cross slash. It's like he had those chains that they they sunk him to the bottom of the lake with. <laughs> yeah, just, like
2: resistance bands. Yeah. The underwater pressure helps keep me pumped up, pumped up strong. So Sergeant Tierney, the the cop that brings him along, drops him off at a point where he's like, "You have to now. Nah, you have to yeah, walk." Yeah,
1: this dumbass cop, fucking. <laughs> Where's this light coming from? Where's um, this light coming from? No idea. But, okay, you get this fucking cop that comes drops the guy back off at the camp. There's this whole murder that's going on. Oh, I guess it's this light right here. There's a whole murder spree that's going on at this camp right now, and this cop just drops this guy off. Yeah, yeah. He, what are you doing, miss? Basically comes up and, you know, immediately runs into her.
2: Yeah, she's hiding behind the sign as if he knew he was coming, which I guess she could have because the sirens.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know, what are you, like, and I love how nobody is ever like, who the fuck are you? They're yeah. like, oh, what are you doing out here? <laughs> like, yeah. They seem to like almost. He knows know her. who she is. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: seems like. Yeah. Like, what do you uh, do out in this mess? And he gets stabbed in the gut, and then like right when he right when you see that he gets hit, even though you don't see him getting hit, like you don't see the the yeah, yeah. the stab. That's the last we see of Steve.
1: <laughs> Fucking, he's dead, man. He's dead. Creepy ass. He Steve. died the same way Barry did. Just knife
2: to the gut. Just simple and and effective.
1: Some of these people have you know I, none of these kills are too crazy. No. They're all like knife kills or the one like stabbed through the throat or whatever, but So Generator's out again.
0: Uh Cause it generators, gets shut
2: off. Yeah, yeah, it gets shut off by Mrs. Voorhees and they uh Bill goes out.
1: It's literally just to fix Bill while Alice. Bill and asleep. Alice now. Yeah.
2: And Alice starts having uh
1: doesn't she have this weird dream? She's kinda I think it shows that she like has a nightmare, but I don't know if it shows the nightmare. Right. Uh oh no, wait, I'm oh sorry, here yeah. Right. Bill's out checking the generator and uh I think she has she has a dream about Bill, I think. Okay. Like Bill. she was worried that like something was gonna happen to Bill. Yeah. And it doesn't show him dying, but he uh he went to the generator and he's killed by the generator.
2: He's not killed by the generator. Well, I mean killed he's by... killed
1: like near he's in the generator he's room. He's in the That's generator room he gets at. killed, yeah. And still I love how like literally everybody else is dead and she still doesn't know. Genius. She finds out everybody's dead at like at once. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she decides she's going to go out and look for bill rain is a lot less heavy at this point yeah it, when the cop was pulling up he's like it seems like the slow or the rain is starting to stop right bill is not in the generator room she can't find him until she closes the door generator I room, and he is straight michael pinned to the wall style like. yeah <laughs> uh
2: it's wow yeah
1: he the, he's probably the most like brutal murder we've seen throughout the whole movie so far that's he has a lot of a, arrows yeah he's got an arrow in the shoulder an arrow in the eye his throat is slashed he's, is just to make sure you lose enough blood somehow that small ass miss Voorhees put him up on the, the door and don't like, know how
2: <laughs> do not know how she's freaking out she's like
1: she had some pretty good instincts for like what to do to run away like immediately I like, would she, never think to tie a rope
2: like that to prevent the door from only opening only
1: found one body now if she, that door
2: opens the other way she's fucked yeah but like she knows <laughs> Yeah, blocks the door, closes the curtains, all this stuff.
1: I mean, you know, usually you, you make fun of the person for like the stupid things they do in horror movies, but I mean, she does, she does, she's pretty smart. She goes, she blocks the the entrances, she immediately starts looking for weapons, and then you get yeah, this makes no sense. Okay, so she calms down over
2: Bill pretty easily. Yeah, and goes like, what am I gonna do? And then Brenda
1: comes bursting Gets through the window, fucking thrown through the window. She's. I don't. I don't understand. What why the she, hell? Yeah, she's got a bunch of rope around her. It's not. It never explains it. It's she's just, got bruises, so yeah. maybe she
2: was dragged around on something.
1: Yeah, I'm. Pro- it looks like she's probably got like dirt stains all over and stuff. Maybe I don't know. But she's it's freaking been. out. She's just now noticing that, like, oh shit, like people are dead at least. Yeah. But now she sees the jeep pull up and. And it's this Forhees is when Miss and not Steve. I know. This is when Miss Forhees introduces herself finally. We don't this is the first time we're seeing her on screen. Um and first of all, one thing I have to say about this scene, if she never introduced herself to Alice, she could have killed Alice. Killed as long Alice. as she had just never introduced herself and kept on doing her stalker killer thing, killing thing. Yeah. This would have been this would have gone her way completely. Yes. Everybody would be dead. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Uh, so she is Big introduces her herself part. as a friend of the Christie's as a friend of Steve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A friend of Steve. All right. She's,
1: she's basically being like, Oh my God, we got to get out of here. Like pe- everyone, the people are dead. Like, uh, she's like, you know, show it to me. Uh, I'm guessing she's, you know, show it to me. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Maybe I don't believe you. Show me my work. Yeah. Maybe I don't believe you. Maybe you're lying. But, uh, she brings her up to show her the bodies in the house. And she does the whole fake act of being like, oh my God. He's, you know, so well, young. Well, because like, it's
2: like she's familiar enough with, like, some of the crazy shit that's gone on. Because I think Alice knows that her son drowned. I think. And she I know. does it. I
1: she's think so. gonna. <laughs> well, yeah, because she does the, she does a full explanation to her. Yeah. But, uh,. She does, She's still doing the whole fake, like, oh, my God, who could have done this? It but now me. she starts going to the story. Yeah. It's me, Austin. She starts telling her the story of, did you know the story of when a young child was yeah. drowned in the lake? Yeah. The counselors weren't paying attention. You see, Jason, he wasn't a very good swimmer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and and she reveals herself, it's like, that was my son.
1: I was the cook. And, of course, it turns out, well, she killed the cook first. <laughs> has she, yeah, she used to work at the camp. Which, doesn't it kind of make it her fault, too? She wasn't watching her own kid? She was at work. Yeah, but so were the camp counselors. They were just having sex while at work. She couldn't
2: trust the counselors in doing their job, which is watching the children.
1: Yeah. she ba- Okay, so she explains this whole story to Alice about what happened to her son. And now we finally start seeing the fact that she is fucking crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like We didn't know, like, any of the motivations behind it or anything like that, but we realized that she is fucking insane. She is hearing and, like, seeing her son in, like, flashbacks and memories. And, like, her son is talking to her, but, like, not even... It's, like, in her head, but she also portrays it as, like, through, like, a little child's voice through her mouth. Yeah. Like, she speaks, like, in, like, a little child's voice for Jason when he's like, kill her, mommy, kill her. Yeah, which I
2: just think she's, like... Why does Jason look... Oh, yeah, because Jason was made fun of as a kid. That's
1: right. Yeah, because he had uh, deformities.
2: She started – she's basically channeling some anguish – like yeah. calling Alice the one responsible. For yeah, she's drown. just,
1: you know, like it's all like every counselor that worked here, like anybody who, whoever it could have been is yeah. responsible.
2: Yeah. She takes what like a golf club to the back or something? No, it's a
1: it's a poker for the fireplace. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, she grabs a poker, smacks her across the chest with it and hits her in the back and This then... is a tough broad. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so I mean, it runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> But uh and yeah, so she, she Annie. runs into <laughs> runs to the jeep, opens up the door, sees Annie lying in there with her fucking slit slo- throat slit or sloat thrit. or sloat thrit.
2: Hey, it's Steve. I know Steve comes
1: <laughs> fucking hanging out of the tree with his knife in his chest, looking good. And, and here she runs into the a she 45-year-old woman. I know. She runs into what almost seems like a like a storage uh, cabin. Yeah. It's got a bunch of guns hanging on the wall. Yeah. No gun. Go- I was like, you know what? Take out a fucking gun, any of you. And first of all, she runs and grabs, like, a gun, which is a good idea. You know, you see a gun, grab the gun, and you're being chased, whatever. But she keeps searching around for bullets for, like, 10 minutes without first checking the one goddamn truth locked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as the lights come on, she's trying to bash open the fucking lock. And, of course, Mommy dearest hears her. <laughs> and thus, you know, this whole like ending like scene is Parker basically it's a back and forth of them switching between different cabins and scenes like throughout the, the campsite. Yeah. And they get into a fight. Alice overpowers uh, Mrs. Voorhees, you know, hits her with something. She gets knocked down for like 10 seconds and gives her enough time to run away to the next area. <laughs> yeah. She steals the gun. This... Doesn't make it. It's every Eh. horror movie when you get cornered, they just start throwing everything that's around them. Two for flinching for her, but this—I love this. She just goes straight into slapping. Like I'm going to murder you, but first, First, smack (laughs) up my kids. Smack, smack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know.
2: It's It's fucking through the table. She can't be that strong. No,
1: she can't be. Look how. Oh, her fucking penis. <laughs> I know. She like she. I don't know. Okay, she, It looks like she has the poker. She's an
2: overreactor again. and an insane
1: person. Yeah. So,
2: you know, there's extra strength she that right comes with that. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: That's the... right. She's not using it anymore.
2: Her only son died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, this is when when Alice is being chased. We're
1: kind of running. And you're through seeing the, the little clips of her kind of talking to herself and like, kill her, mommy. kill yeah. her. As she's chasing her through the woods. She hides in a shed. Yeah, basically. We get like (laughs) a Shining-esque moment with the board. Yeah, she chops down the door with the axe.
2: Yeah. Uh, She has a machete. Oh, a machete, yeah. uh, Grabs a frying pan. Yeah, she at this point is like probably a fractured disc in her spine. We got a
1: concussion. With how easily Alice is fighting back against this woman, I don't know how every single person has died so far. (laughs) Right. That's my only, like, one big issue with this movie is, like, how easy it was for Alice to really just fight back. And it, it, she wants her open. She bleeds. Granted. Yeah, it is the, 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 like, power surprise. Like, they, nobody would have expected that she was going to come out and, like, kill them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, the only means of escape to her is the canoe mm-hmm. to which she, uh, is met one last time by Mrs. Voorhees.
1: Yeah, comes up behind her and tries to swing at her with the oar. Cuts it clean through. Or no, she still has the machete, she has to defend with the oar.
2: Yeah, she cuts clean through. Then they start fighting. So this is like Manos the Hands of Fate levels
1: of like fighting. It's not even fighting, it's just like struggling.
2: Yeah. Uh she lands on the machete, but she she's fine. Yeah. Some yeah. wrestling, some girl fighting.
1: Alice grabs the machete. I know. She pulls away, grabs the machete, and here comes. I love the head falls off before, she, one, she even makes it through the neck. Yeah. She just hits the neck, and the head's, like, already off. Already off, off yeah.
2: <laughs> I was watching Jeepers Creepers 2 last night. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh and that same kind of scene happens and i forgot about that guy gets his head ripped off by the wing
1: best scene i've ever seen like that was an old 80s action movie that i can't remember the name of where it's a dude running at another dude in the forest and it's like (laughs) literally like 10 feet between them one's got a gun one of them has a machete the guy with the gun is firing directly at him and he's dodging every bullet like it's like nothing and he takes the machete just straight knocks the guy's arm off yeah like I'm talking like King Arthur style. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, picks up the arm and proceeds to beat the guy to death with his own arm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is a... Uh, my favorite is still Deadly Friend, uh-huh. Ann Ramsey. She gets the basketball to her head and her head explodes. Yeah. And then she just kind of walks around with blood spurting out of her head until she dies.
1: That's a good one. Can you get the, the scanners with the... Oh,
2: scanners is the... That's that's, that was used in a lot of footage. Like, yeah. that's a lot of archive footage used yeah. probably out of that scene. I've seen that so many times. Uh she chops her head off.
1: Yeah. Then we get the the morning scene where she is now floating in the middle of the lake. Yes. And she is passed out and the police finally show up. Finally. I yeah. know. Which nobody called them. No. You no. Know? No. They just kind of were like, you know, we haven't heard from those campers I guess in like 5 hours, better go check on them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 5 hours. She sees the cops. She's out basically sleeping on the on the canoe and everything's great and she's so happy and demon
0: Demon Jason
2: (laughs) comes out of the water yanks her in now to be fair that is such a great scene that is so unexpected I i wish i could see reactions of that when that came out
1: i know um and i think it's kind of seen as like it's kind because of this for for first movie, they weren't planning on doing sequels. Um, Just like Halloween. Halloween
2: was supposed to, well, Halloween was supposed to be sequels, but it wasn't supposed to be Michael Myers. It was supposed to be a different uh, version of like something that happens on
1: Halloween. Yeah. And they weren't even supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah. But that scene was supposed to be left as like, they're not sure whether or not Jason's actually alive or it was more of just like her in her own mental state, kind of crazy after the night. And because she heard that story, you know, saw that kind of hallucination. Because she wakes up in the the hospital, and she's asking the cops, like, you know, what happened to the boy? And they're like, what boy?
2: Yeah, we never yeah. saw any boy. Yeah. That means he's still down there. Yeah. Sequel bait.
1: Definitely. They left it open for the possibility, I guess, of a sequel.
2: Which I guess you could... Well, he... okay. Depending so on the thing. angle, I guess you could miss seeing Jason grab her, and she. it just looks like she goes under. Yeah. But, like, it's really hard. Especially when the cop
1: is looking right at her. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, Sean uh, Cunningham, when he made this movie, like, thought beforehand that it was going to be a a success. Yeah. So I guess if you're going into it like that, I guess why not leave the end kind of open-ended for a sequel? Sure, sure.
2: And our last shot, after she says, the boy, he's still down there, he's still alive, is what looks like, you know, he's farting underwater. (laughs) Yeah, it's just little bubbles. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, that's movie. Yeah. That's Friday the 13th.
1: That. One of our, our first big four. First big four.
2: This is my first time seeing it. Very slow. Very shocked to see how slow this movie is.
1: Definitely, and but it's not. At it, the
2: same time, kills are still happening at a consistent rate.
1: Yeah, you're. I mean, at this point, it's like eventually it, the series becomes to the point where like you hate the counselors and you want Jason to kill them. Sure, yeah. You're waiting for the you know the awesome kills. You know these these counselors are just shitty teenagers. Whatever. Yeah. At this point, it's not about necessarily the kills. It's about the story of you know, it, it's about one, the suspense wondering who the killer is. Yeah. Whereas in every other movie besides maybe the second, because you're not introduced to Jason yet until like the first kill. Yeah. You don't know who the killer is. That's what the whole story is based around. Right. It's a completely different thing. Cause it's not based around the whole, it's not based around one killer. It's not based around Jason, that entire entity of the, you know, that he is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree.
1: Uh, it's still, it's very good. It's a very God more movies.
2: I wish just kind of, I wish more movies replicated that I am. I want the jump scare era to be over and go back to building suspense.
1: I'm tired of haunting movies
2: <laughs> of oh, things just being haunted. Yeah. You it's want... every movie. Every you miss the movie sla- You miss slashers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I miss well-crafted just, you know, horror stories that aren't, I can't, I have nothing killed. against. Did you get to play until dawn? Cause that is a yeah, game for you. I did, yeah.
2: That's a game for you. I played that.
1: That was a great game. I think they're making a second one, or they're making like the same creators are making another like movie based yeah, game. Yeah,
2: that was a uh, the original like frisky kids having sex at camp and getting killed.
1: That was such a great storyline too. With yeah, the whole like the. I mean, it was kind of predictable because you know it was the brother of the sisters that died, but
2: right. <laughs> I still had a lot of fun with it, as slow paced as it was. I was not expecting it to be that because it's so notable yeah but man it's just build up and you know what i've seen so many horror movies that are so modern that yeah that's how they used to be and that's kind of good you know
1: it's funny that the kid the way those kids act in the movie besides like you know maybe the racist character caricatures of the the native americans (laughs) yeah basically kids didn't work after this so (laughs) it's basically just kids nowadays true yeah true but, you know, what they say kids will be kids. So how different are we from generation to generation?
2: So let me ask, how how high does this rank as all-time favorite for just horror movies in general?
1: Ooh, that's hard. Definitely in my top ten because I love slashers in general. Like, that's my favorite, like, kind of horror movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I would say it, it's not It's not my favorite Friday the 13th movie. Was that part two? Part three part is my three. favorite. Part three, okay. So I would probably say it's, like, maybe, like, eight or seven on my list. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Does it rank high in 80 slashers? Does it rank top in 80 slashers?
1: Not top in 80 slashers, but definitely very, like very high, like top five. Okay. It's a, I mean, it's Halloween. The I assume Trump's, I mean, Halloween of 78. So. Well,
2: Halloween too, I guess. What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite slasher movie that is not of note? One that people wouldn't necessarily know. Is there not any? of note? If you, if you had one that you could say right now, oh, like, go yeah. watch.
1: What is, oh, I'm trying to remember. It's,
2: it's not, and why and and follow up to this question? Why is it Silent Night, Deadly Night? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tourist Trap is an amazing movie that you guys should definitely check out if you have not seen it. And it uh, came out in seventy nine.
2: What goes on in that one?
1: So it's like basically a bunch of kids get stranded by this like roadside attraction, okay. and they meet this one dude, and he kind of warns them about his or he. he He's kind of off. he builds dolls that are big animatronics,, yeah. and he um says he has a brother that he doesn't really you know talk about or whatever, but the brother is a masked assailant who just kind of wears like a doll like face mask, and mm-hmm. he's got these psychic abilities, and he captures girls and he turns them into like lifelike dolls.
2: That's weird. It's really cool. Vaguely erotic.
1: <laughs> and he—it's cool though, because he uses because there's dolls like all around like the house. Oh, and so And he you uses have no idea his abilities like... to like move the dolls around and kind of like you know attack them with it or whatever. Oh, that's cool. I'll
2: have to see that. Mine, whether it's a good movie or not, is up to the person who watches it. But for concept alone, I highly recommend the movie Waxwork, not House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Wax work came out in 90, I want to say two. It's uh, got Zach Gaffigan who was in Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Zach Galligan. Um, I'm thinking of Jim Gaffigan. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really interesting concept. Haunted wax uh, museum that like pulls people into their dimensions. And oh, man, it's really cool. I'll have to check that one out. It's really cool. So,
1: so thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Yeah. Our first episode of our Big 4 of Horror for this month. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Um next this is going to be coming out uh Saturday the 12th. Mhm. Um and then next week after this episode comes out is going to be our episode on is it uh Nightmare on Elm Street? It is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. I'm so, excited for that one. So that will be next
2: up. After that is Texas Chainsaw and then just a reminder Halloween We'll be releasing on Halloween, which is why we started a week later instead of a week the, 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 this past Saturday.
1: Yeah. Uh, Little tree, keep it seasonal.":
2: Yeah. When you have a movie called Halloween, you kind of want to release it on the Halloween. Yeah, holiday. especially
1: when you're you know, doing a specific horror-based you know, month of movies to watch.
2: <laughs> yeah So that is that. Uh, if you want to send notes, uh, the deadlines have been posted on the social networks. Uh, that is Mangled Movie Pod on twitter and instagram and uh if you want to send those notes in, send them to triple m podcast at outlook.com ryan what's that email
1: triple m podcast at outlook.com couldn't hear it in my voice maybe you can hear it in ryan's voice please follow us on our own socials um i'm ryan t larvey uh usually on instagram i don't really use twitter that often but what do you got
2: t-p-e-n-u-c-h twitter and instagram uh and that is all i got for you yes so we'll thank you guys you. take advantage of spooky month listen to some great pumpkin with charlie brown watch some horror movies watch waxwork watch tourist trap go to haunted houses go Please to go to, to mcrae's <laughs> yeah haunted farm live in massachusetts thing go to what do we have here we got haunted Hallow- we do have haunted yeah uh go to Halloween's if you're up north <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do, and I'm sure you can find stuff to do with your friends if I'm you proud can't. The Hanahuchi. Yeah. What is that? What is it? Yeah, it's more of an outdoor experience. It's like um, sounds like a party. It's like, the way I've heard of it, it's like half indoors, half outdoors. Like, part of it is you running through the the woods and the forest while oh, being chased. Awesome. And then, yeah, I don't know. I've never been I'd i
2: want to do that with, like, 20 friends. Yeah, You know
1: what I mean? Like, bigger
2: groups m- make that a lot more fun. We have a
1: zombie chase marathon here that I really want to do. <gasps> oh, being, like one of those
2: kind of, like... Where uh, you're running
1: the marathon and the entire time you're being chased by zombies. Yeah, and like if you get caught by things. a zombie, then you're out of the marathon.
2: Oh, we got a condition for that. I know, I'm right? willing to. I am willing to. That sounds like fun. All right. Get excited for those things. If you live in Massachusetts or Ohio, do those. Do if you those don't, things. you're fucked. I don't know. Halloween doesn't exist. So.
0: And
1: if you don't give a fuck about Halloween, that's up to you, but you were wrong. Yeah. We'll see you next week for Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. Bye, guys.